Well, yeah, man. Welcome to freaking whatever day we are. Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy. Hope you guys end are having the, the best year. time. How you doing? Great. I'm, I'm been a little busy today. Today's yeah. like meeting on meeting on meeting with like but it's yeah, it's good, man. I'm happy with for the end of the year, which is cool. I'm excited. We've done a lot of great work and we're set up for twenty twenty four. So that's kind of We did do a lot of great work. Mm-hmm. What was your do you have a high point of the year? A specific high point of the year. Work related? Big questions, huh? Uh, personal, I guess, too. Well, personal is that I need like I did an actual personal trip for like the first time for two weeks and took a holiday and then went to Australia and New Zealand, which is like has always been somehow scary to just purchase a ticket and go on a trip. So that was cool. But I think the culmination of I think what we just finished now feels like it's about to actually be a high point. Because the, there's a lot more clarity in the work we're going to do. And for me, that's really, it allows, I don't know, for some reason it allows me space to feel like I can get shit done. And where we were sitting before and kind of specifically me and the the way like my work dynamic was, it was, uh, I felt like I could get some of it done, but not in like an efficient and clear way because it didn't. It just didn't feel like I could connect the dots as well. Yeah. So that that for me, honestly, the high point is that for sure. Do you think it's getting into the right role? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Well, the right role for now. You know, like there was a time when the role I was sitting in before would have felt right, but not not for all that we're trying to accomplish and not for the passions that, I have in like my specific gifting. Like the, I feel like the thing I, the way I think about business when we're smaller moving into this middle size range is like there's a time where you kind of have to be all of these things. Mm-hmm. And when I have when I feel like there's no other choice, then I kind of like turn off how I feel about it. Sort of. Like it can be draining, it can be a pain in the ass, but there's no better version of what we could do, so it has to happen. And so I kind of go like that's that. Yeah. But when there's better ways of doing things and there's that in-between stage where we're trying to figure out what it is and we all know that there's a better way but we couldn't put our finger exactly on what it was and how to do it that's when it's really hard for me so then the transition becomes extremely like beneficial what do you think you're looking forward towards for next year doing that you weren't able to do or lean into this year now that everything's all smoothed out I think the specificity of being able to lean into what projects we're going to work on and work with the right group of people. That sounds that sounds like I was working with the wrong group of people, but like the best the best uh use of people management and resources to accomplish the goals is going to feel a lot clearer to me and a lot more um easy to execute. Yeah. If because, anyone's just getting here, we've been working on our roles as yeah. owners. We have job descriptions. We have job descriptions. We have two job descriptions actually, which True. is which is kind of fun. So we me, you and Charles, we all have a job description for what it means to be on the board essentially. Mm-hmm. Like what are our duties as owners? That's one job description. And then we each have individual job descriptions based on our specific areas of activation in the company and like you're talking about our strengths and mm-hmm. our individual teams, which is cool. And we've got 
more intentional, well-defined job descriptions for everybody who works with us as well, which yeah. is a big part of the work we've been doing this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we set up a huge amount of company infrastructure and like how pay ranges work and a lot of things in that to me help so much because when when questions have come up in the past and there's those gray areas which i think we, you know we've cleared out a huge majority of gray areas you have to have all these conversations and you have to have these like it just really slows the process down and it it makes what could be like unnecessarily bureaucratic uh come i mean it just, it just it's the necessity of the beast if you don't have a system for it that you've agreed upon then you have to have a conversation about everything yeah and in some cases a lot of places in our business like in anybody's business you want space for conversations and variability and the agility to you know to move but in some cases you know like how does it work to go from a well, new hire to a team leader and what does it look like throughout the process like I would. I like the concept of that being as clear as possible. You want space for conversations for the right things. Exactly. Not having these weird a la carte conversations about stuff that's not stupid. And I only want to refer to it as stupid because we've had so many one-off conversations yeah. about things like these. Like, it's tiring. How do I get a raise? And it's like, if you're figuring out how, you know... 70 people get a raise and you're taking it one at a time and oh. every conversation's a la carte and you're weighing like, how do I feel about this person? What is their work performance? How long have they been there? Da, da, da. And it, you just, it gets almost too emotional Always. and it gets too convoluted and complicated. And then the weird thing about having those one-off conversations is that each one sets a precedent for everything else yeah so it's really easy for things to be completely unfair and out of whack yeah because when you're i don't know i know when you're doing it like that how the business is going and how you feel might impact just what you say on that day you know you might give a different answer to someone that you wouldn't have given them two weeks later yeah absolutely and it's just hard i don't know i like it i've been having some of those conversations already and the format makes it really really clean yeah because in any given set of asks, you're just kind of like, this is what we've decided on as a company. This is how this path to promotion works. And explaining it too, like, here are our limitations from the business. Like, here's where that number comes from, or here's where this path, com path comes from. Because it's, you know, this is a sustainable thing that we can commit to that gives everybody the opportunity to level up mm -hmm. over time. And we can totally back it. Yeah. And that, that feels really good. I, it does feel really good. And I mean, maybe actually the highlight of the overarching highlight of the whole thing comes down to we are structuring a business and a brand and a company to be what feels like professional. And I, I think something that a lot of specialty coffee people wrestle with, and I wouldn't say there's a right or wrong way specifically when just like pre- pregame for what I'm about to say but there's this dichotomy of one or the other there is fuck corporate coffee and then corporate coffee and there's nowhere in between in terms of the conversation now that's obviously not true but I think a lot of people look at concepts like even even concepts like we just talked about like a very specific this is how you get paid there's no one-offs there's da -da 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 -da, so on and so forth for the for like the 99 percentile and and they might look at all that stuff and be like, that's so structured, that's so corporate. And some of the things that we, we do and have integrated. And for me, actually, I look at companies that are really, really corporate and they can be overly bureaucratic and funky. You know, Disney being the easy one for me because I always talk about it. 
But at the same time, there's such a level of execution and precision that I can't deny when I go to see, you know, a hundred thousand people a day go to what would be multiple businesses that are build outs and functioning on all these hyper specific ways. And I'm like, I want to have a business that is able to function like that. And then backfill this whole concept. I want to be able for to have it be variable and culturally like led and ha have it be able to live in conversations of, you know, like uh, what we consider actively pursuing better. The ability to change and morph within those guidelines, but still like consistently working towards being able to be a well-oiled machine in the ways that it could be. And I think for me, a lot of companies and even business owners I talk to, the most consistent thing I hear is that like they don't like to trust people to take their things in their business and their systems and actually run them. And then that's where like, I know I'm saying a lot of things, but there's uh there's two parts to that. There's there I think is the excuse of fuck corporate coffee, like we just do it all ourselves, and then the other part, which is a little bit of fear, which is just like trusting in other people to do a good job. Uh, so to me, I love the concept of us creating a place where a lot of people can participate, and it's really really clear. And in order to do that, you have to do things that I think a lot of people and a lot of businesses, but specifically specialty coffee might consider like maybe corporate speak or corporate systems. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. That yeah. Well, the only reason I'm saying I that is no I've heard the, I've heard a lot of that mm. talk. Where do you hear it? Uh well, I guess I I follow different coffee folk and then I have a couple friends that I'm not going to put on blast, but sure. one of them is like the concept of like even the idea of like fuck taking any sort of funding whatsoever. And that's totally okay. But like We've taken on some small investment funding to be able to do things. And I don't even know if that considers you corporate or not, because you can do that via bank loan or not. Either way, there's these concepts of fuck funding. I mean, there's a local business, which is not the same, but it's kind of like a, you know, fuck corporate coffee, the place I came up in specialty coffee altogether. And I think still in the world of specialty coffee, there's this fuck Starbucks vibe, right? There's always been something to that and i think it's quieter than it used to be but i do also you know i still think there's something there yeah i can't tell if it's quieter louder or just i'm like i'm listening to different things you know oh, for sure like so i don't look at the rest of our industry in terms of shops and stuff super closely yeah but i do see starbucks employees picketing on a regular basis just down the street mm -hmm. when i drive to work and i didn't see that seven eight years ago yeah I think there's there's something I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, you um, you might go too far, right? I, I well, I I don't know. I I'm tempted to go and talk to them. Yeah, and just see like what do you want? Because yeah. I am really curious. Like, what do you want? Uh -huh. Why are you out here? Because they they're out there. I can recall three or four times just off the top of my head easily in the past, you know, four to six months where they've been out there. This is the exact same store. So is that's that the a lot. one over on the east side? It's, no, it's the one right here. Um, the one on Mission. The one okay, I almost by never that take pizza mission. spot. Got it. Yeah, yeah, right on the corner there. And that's a lot of picketing slash striking for just one location, I feel like. Does, you know? does Starbucks do franchises? They're not. I don't know if they're franchises. I yeah. don't think they are. I think they're all I think they're run also corporate run, by, right? like, yeah, like the whole thing. Like, like the, the headquarters. The I know HQ. some of them, I, I believe some of them are union and some of them aren't. Some individual locations yeah, are. I, and I do some know that. Aren't. 
Um, but I don't know how they work, but I, I'm like really curious as to know what people want. But it, it seems like a very angry picket. So I haven't really just done the deed totally. and pulled over and bit, like i'm afraid like, i'm gonna get me messed, met with like yeah some hostile stuff like i'd love to go take the microphone over there and like what do you guys look for like, it would what do you, be what cool. do you hope to get and what are you getting i'm like it would be really interesting yeah i think about i was thinking about something that relates to that too but you when you put yourself in that place then you have to be ready to accept and take on whatever kind of energy they throw at you and then and then you're going to be like, then you have to see, yeah, then you'll see, you'll know, you know, yeah. like there's people out there who are just angry and they'll just bring the heat on you. And I could totally be calm in that because I wouldn't, be. I wouldn't really yeah. try to convince them nah. of like, oh, what cool. I think or if they're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just more out of curiosity. Like, yeah. What do you want? Yeah. What are you asking for over here in the, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any picketing as well, but that would make you wonder like why that store and why not all the stores? Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's interesting. And then, I mean, and that's a complex, huge, huge, huge business too. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm speaking like, like I understand what it is like to run a public company. For one, I guess there's something to being public versus being large. Something meaning it's different. Not anything that I necessarily have an opinion on. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just would imagine that you have. Different duties, right? Because then you're all this whole, the fiduciary duty of like paying the people who paid you to build more stuff. And I guess there's, there's probably a little bit of complexity and by a little, I mean a ton of complexity there. But for the sake of the conversation, I'm, I'm not personally speaking about that. I'm just speaking about the concept. Some of the concepts that allow those places to even get to the size that they are. Yeah. Or get into the, uh operating ability maybe more than size that's actually maybe more what i think is awesome the yeah, ability yeah. to operate cleanly consistently and amazingly on a high level because you can take a smaller place that's pretty big still like in and out um my sister works there and i've been learning a little bit about how that works and people are gen generally pretty happy there and they are working really hard they got levels on levels to level yeah. up on in there and i think in and out for me is the one chain store mm -hmm. that seems like it has the best consistency and what what would i call it i don't know i don't want to say workplace culture because i don't know exactly what it is totally. but it's like in and out's better than starbucks by miles and i think their promise is a little different even though they're both chain stores mm -hmm. in and out still feels a little bit more specialty to me than starbucks and i'm not sure in it is In and Out like is it a franchisable situation? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about any of these things, but I do know that the worst In and Out I've ever been in is way better than the worst Starbucks I've ever been in. Where it feels like In and Out still has some semblance of standard when it comes to that floor that mm -hmm. they're willing to accept, and Starbucks just doesn't have one. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like their standards are based around consistency for sure, which is impressive in its own right. Right, but they're. You know, it's it's yeah. cool to be able and go get your small specialty drink, whatever it is. Like when I'm on the road, I'll get a short coffee with an ad shot and a little bit of steamed heavy cream. Yeah, That's yeah. my go-to Starbucks drink. Yeah. And I get it everywhere. That heavy it cream really helps round it out. Yeah. It's nice. like the, the ad Kills shot. The over roast. The ad shot brings up the strength of the coffee yep. and then the heavy cream like cuts the roast and mm -hmm. it's like this nice creamy. Totally. It's delicious. Chocolate you creamy. Know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It is good. 
super good. So I appreciate being able to get that everywhere and have it taste the same. That's that's its own feat, right? Uh-huh. But I mean, some of these stores are terrible. No, they're, like I, they're, I feel they're you. literally disgustingly dirty. People Horrible don't give service. a fuck, yeah. you know. And then there's some that are okay, and like, then drinks consistent. But I feel like yeah. they do drinks consistent based on really clear recipes and machinery at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some. I mean, there's a little bit I'm of operational sure. training, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you see the people. There's not a lot of technical prowess. And the thing that I keep looking at when I'm looking at all these different companies is that corporate or not, every you know funding or not, right? Every company has its own promise and its own set of deliverables that they're putting at the top as top priority. Right. So when I and see at each location, when I see In and Out, I see they they're leaning into consistency also, but their guest service is is much better. Like their people are overall seem to be more friendly. They seem to yeah. prioritize like better communication. Yeah. It just feels neater like that. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, that now that you bring it up, and I think this is also to their credit, like I'm trying to think about a time where I had a negative like uh memory of being in and in and out. And the only thing I can think about ever is like bathrooms being trashed yeah sometimes the bathrooms are pretty dirty and but i'd I'd also say to their credit right like i don't think about that ever and when you mentioned you know starbucks and also honestly where you mentioned a lot of different places i can have an immediate memory pop up and be like oh yeah i remember sitting in there and it's supposed to be in like one of the nicest towns and it's the nicest looking starbucks i've ever been in that's not one of the like flagship stores and there's no drinks in front of me, and it still took 10 minutes for them to make me something. And there was no excuse for it because there's five people behind the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And that they were just like, on a regular basis. Yeah. You know? And and that's kind of interesting. And to that point, too, you know, like you typically hear, and I know that in the scheme of a lot of work, like uh, In and Out does pay fairly well, and I think treat their employees well, but like, if your ears are open, a lot of what I hear in the world of social media, but even just outside of the world when I hear people talking is, you know, like, I just don't get paid enough to work this hard. And I'm like, I think the people at In-N-Out work really, I know. Super hard. They're all, And that's something I noticed too. They're always, whether the wait time is long or not, it's mostly due to how fucking busy they are and how much they're doing and also how much they're prepping fresh meat, fresh potatoes, like, all the stuff is fresh. Oh, I love watching the person chop the potatoes and yeah. that big pull down thing. Walk, yeah. Walk, walk, a couple times walk. slamming them through. Over and over and over. Yeah. Not and I, I you know, they're not drudging around. They all have a kind of semi open kitchen, which is interesting uh-huh. too. So you can kind of see you can the see work. all the way back. And they have a good they have a good thing going. Yeah. I never really resonated with uh I don't get paid enough to work this hard statement. That one yeah, same. that one doesn't really make sense to me because assuming you're you know, a regular ass person. Yeah. You know, feel how you want to feel about it, but you, it's a free market for employment. Yeah. So sure. if you're getting your ass handed to you and you're like, this isn't for me. Well, one, I think that's just a shitty attitude. For sure. I, it's just a shitty attitude. It's not going to serve you anyway, but mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, go go work somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that a ridiculous thing to say? Never, you know. I and never. I, I had a conversation. I've had a couple conversations that are similar to that in our in our business, and it's like, 
look, like I'm not blind to the fact that we have limitations as a business. Like when we're just For explaining sure. out how we're explaining how our review structure works and the ability for people to level up some of that stuff we were talking about earlier, it's essentially constrained by our cash flow position. You Absolutely. Know, what we bring in is what we have to give. Mm-hmm. There's nothing extra that comes right. from outside that allows us to buffer this. Yeah. So bills to pay. Right. When there when there are certain people who just need more, have to get more, sometimes it's painful. Oftentimes it's for the best, but it's like, hey, we can't give you what you want and you mm-hmm. should you should go get what you feel like you deserve. Yeah. Like I'm not here to hold anybody back. Like if you've no, got a, no hard feelings about if that. If you got a badass set of skills and you're worth three times what we're paying you, you should go get three times the money if that's what you want. Like yeah. I don't I I don't you know, I was writing about this the other day to where it's like employees shouldn't feel guilty for finding a job that suits their life situation better. Yeah. Because everybody's life situation is different and everybody's life situation changes over time. Mm-hmm. And we all have different metrics of success of what we're willing to accept, you know? Yeah. Some people need a fancy house. Some people don't. Some people mm-hmm. need a fancy car. Some people don't. Some people are happy to trade off money and it doesn't even feel like a stress to be a part of a culture that they believe in mm-hmm. that's fair some people don't have the luxury of making that decision some people are probably taking care of their whole family and their sick mom and they just right. need to maximize to their it. money in whatever mm-hmm. way possible and fuck dude i get that like mm-hmm. legit go get what you want you don't need to feel guilty about it mm-hmm. and the flip side is also true employers don't need to feel guilty we don't need to feel guilty because we can't give as much as some other people. It's like we're limited by multiple things. You know, we're limited one by the industry we're in. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this over and over again. It's like no one's going to maximize their res- revenue working in the coffee industry. You know, different jobs pay different amounts of money. So I think the example I used was, you know, a, your average brain surgeon makes more than your average nurse, but less than the CEO of Fortune 500 company. Right. These are three different career paths. They all just have different pay, they yeah. different pay ceilings with them. Right. You know, um, I had this conversation with my mom, who's funny because she's a lifelong nurse, and yeah. one of the things that nurses seem to like to do is to kind of poke a little bit of fun at doctors and how, you know. Whether or not they actually believe this or not, but it's like, oh, you know, we do all the work and, and right. they get and all the they money. Get all, yeah. Yeah. And they I, come in and they do the procedure. Yeah. And I asked my mom, I was like, well, you could have been a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Why, you know, why didn't you? She's like, well, I don't want to be one. I want to be a nurse. I love like helping more people and like, getting on the individual level. The work that I would love to do is what I wanted to do. And I'm like, exactly. Like, that's beautiful. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, all good. I think that's great that like, they're make, and obviously they're working together as a team and she doesn't hate doctors or anything, but it's you know, just like yeah. one of those they funny cultural fun. quips, right? right? And uh, I'm like, yeah, you're stoked. Like, right. And she's retired now, but she's maintaining her nurth- nursing license because you can. And I'm just like, dude, you've got, you got, you had a great career. Mm-hmm. You got to work with a lot of interesting people. You've got a good retirement. You're not yeah. stressed for money. It's like, you fucking got it made. Like, you got a great family. It's like, there's nothing to complain about here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great choice that you made. You got to be happy for most of your life. Yeah. Even though some things like, she obviously had some hard times, yeah. like raising two kids by herself, totally. not chill, <laughs> like while she's continually These going to school to level yeah. up. It's like, okay, <laughs> some shit going on there. For but, sure. But I think there's all of those choices are, you know, available to everybody. So no one needs to feel guilty about where they're going. And we do need to intentionally make decisions based around like what we want, you yeah. know, and 
we're all leaving something on the table and getting something else. And I'm, for me next year, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is appreciating the things that I do have Mm -hmm. because it's pretty good where we're at yeah and it's easy to get frustrated but it's like dang like if i think about the past seven years how far we've come since we started this thing it's it's kind of amazing Mm -hmm. you know how it's affected my life where it's like we're getting to that point where i get to do a lot of the things that i really enjoy i'm not afraid of um, beyond that fear factor of like is this going to work or not right um i'm around good people all the time i get to work in an industry that i enjoy close to a product i enjoy Mm. like am i as balling as if i was just like okay i want to work in the tech industry or i want to do you know something else anything like no like the ultimate money freedom sure yeah i don't have i'm not maximizing my revenue for sure yeah but i feel like i'm on my way or getting close to maximizing the lifestyle that I want. Yeah. You know? Right. And there's a lot of happiness in the right lifestyle. There's a lot of happiness in the right lifestyle. And I think for a while I was kind of tricked into believing like, oh, if I can get this or if I can afford that, if I can, you Mm -hmm. know, like that'll make me happier. That'll make me happier. And it's like, no, I think the things that make me happier are just the cool little opportunities that I have on the day to day to just, I don't know recognize how awesome this is right you know working on interesting projects makes me happy working yeah you know that's why i'm super excited about how we've got everything's lined up right i'm I'm feeling like you're feeling where like i can engage in an area that i'm uniquely suited to engage with Mm -hmm. and that day after day makes me happy yeah looking at everything and feeling like it's all on me yeah no that does not make me happy no. even when it's going really well and even when i'm able to level up my salary and buy little things that i like here and there i'm still just like fuck dude that's i'm not stoked yeah you know? no, the brain is always spinning yeah it just goes it's too much you yeah know? and i don't like it so yeah, yeah I, I think em- employment is weird i mean employment is it, it, weird it's interesting and it's it's extra i think it's extra weird and America, because I mean, you know, there's other places in the world where you theoretically or a lot of places you take a kind of job and a kind of trade and you can do that your whole life and make it in, you know, and that's somewhat cultural. I think there's people who do I mean, change jobs. you can jobs. do that here. Well, you can do that here. You're right. But like, <laughs> I think in, in other countries you can do that and also like have a fairly sustainable life, meaning like you can do that here, but you, you can do that here in a lot of different trades. just be, yeah. Like, you might not be able to be a career long like barista. barista right. Exactly. But there are so many trades that people overlook because they don't have the social status that some of the other stuff has. Mm, and they're just like, like no, I don't want to be jobs. A, being a plumber. Yeah, exactly. You can fucking rake you can kill cake it. being a plumber. Right. But nobody wants to be a plumber because our culture mm-hmm. celebrates, you know, the internet doesn't tech like the culture entrepreneurs, yeah. tech entrepreneurs specifically. I was listening to a, a <laughs> so book. It's, it's like, why is if someone starts a, a, a tech or a software or whatever kind yeah. of business, we call them an entrepreneur. But if someone owns their own general contracting business, we call them a small business owner. Like. Like if someone owns a plumbing business, we call them a small business owner. We don't even see them as an entrepreneur, even though they absolutely are. Yeah. And that shit's funny to me. Like taking that off the table, it's like if you're in something like the trades, like you don't even, you don't need to own your own business to make a good living. Like that is also true. You, if you're in the trades, you can, you can make it pop if you're willing Mm. to be like, yeah, I'm a plumber. Yeah. 
And I don't think that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just like, fuck, let's blue collar the fuck out of this thing, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. like that, I, those are the, those people make the world go round as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If I had to lose the internet or plumbing, I'd probably keep plumbing. So it's like, (laughs) like, you know, I can enjoy all the little things of modern civilization, but I, I just think it's really interesting that you know, status plays a role. Social status plays a role in the things that like how you feel about the work you do. How you feel about the work you do. Mm -hmm. Like we should all be proud of the work we do. Like if we're doing it well, like doesn't matter if you're putting up drywall or like, you know, coding, like I don't think one's cooler than the other. No, it all really comes back down to how you feel about yourself when you do it at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you're able to even reconcile that, if you are and you're happy, then I think you're doing a good job. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, shout out to all those people. May told me today uh, who works in Swift Street, so this will be a shout out to May. Or actually, maybe yeah, today they were like, they're like, yeah, I mean, I graduated. I was supposed to do all this stuff, but I just really love it here. So I'm just working here because I love it here, and I don't, I don't have plans to go anywhere right now, and I'm cool with that. And yeah. that's that's an attitude that is just so awesome and refreshing, and it makes me. I mean, obviously proud of the place we have, but it also is a reframe and a refresher in general to be like, yeah, like that's a really good thing. If you enjoy what you're doing, there's no reason for you to feel like you need to be doing something else. I think it's cool. I think it's it's rad. Even if you know you're going to do something else eventually, it's really important to enjoy what's going on. I mean, I'm not going to say what's important for people, but it's really cool to be able to just stop and be like, yeah, I like this right now. Yeah. If you check in with yourself. Yeah. yeah, This is what we're doing. It's so funny. And I think having that sense of awareness can get us out of some of those other things. Cause like what you were talking about earlier when your friends are like, you know, fuck corporate coffee or fuck investment money. It's like, is that really the thing that you're upset about? Is that really what you're Most mad about? Likely not, because right? probably not. That's yeah. just an umbrella category for all these different things. So it's like, there's all these di- like different corporation. I mean, we're a corporation. Yeah. Patagonia is a corporation. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's out the, their stream fuck patagonia it's not the the corporate or the amount of money that you make right that people end up having problems with no, you it's know? typically cultural it's related. like what's going on in the culture that makes mm. you not like this you know it's not having investment money or even just not understanding it right like for me it's like i don't feel comfortable speaking exactly to what's going on either with a starbucks or a disney or another place or even the concept of franchise what i'm inserting based on my guessing is that if you if you franchise something then you potentially have the ability to put your own cultural spin on something that's very specific and taught to you and i'm like that could be really cool maybe you that know could be yeah yeah that could be really really neat yeah but then the youth and so whatever all that to say is you know i don't have heavy feelings about a starbucks or or things like that in that way in the fuck corporate or not because i don't understand how it works and what the 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 necessities are to any of how that business runs so you know i know that i probably don't want it based on what i see and i probably don't think it's wise for us to pursue a concept like that but like i can't tell you why it's stupid or not and and again you'd have to go see why these people are picketing but my guess is maybe they don't understand that either you know and so for me i I have a hard time making a full judgment call on any of these huger companies or even like companies i don't know anything about because i don't know the concepts right. behind it and what's going on for real and everyone's got a different different set of goals and a different tolerance for stress and a right. different amount of things they're willing to give away it's like i don't want us to take huge amounts of investment money because 
the only thing that makes it worth it for me in terms of having my own business is actually having my own business. Right. It's like once once, you can't once us as a collective loses any kind of decision making power, I just I don't really want that. Right. You then know? it's not our business anymore. Yeah, it's not our business. That and that's how I feel right now. It's a brand, yeah. You know, and maybe that'll change. Like everything that I never thought has changed has changed in my life. Like there's <laughs> so many things that are different than what I thought before, but that's that's how I feel right now. Right. So that's all I can say. And there are other people who just are like fine with it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like I don't have any beef on that some people are like i want to be big i want to scale it up mm-hmm. i'm willing to take on big amounts of investment like i just want a place where i can do you know my work and that's that's really rad like yeah i think i think that's cool everybody's got a little choice they can do it differently you know hey go out there make your nice choices in 2024 chris i think yeah here here's a here's a challenge to everybody out there you can pick it up or you can tell me to go fuck off Instead of running around saying, fuck this or fuck that, like maybe spend some time thinking about what would be good. You know, it's, it's so easy to say what would be bad sure. and make it really vague. It's like specifically, what do you want? Like what's going on that's so bad right now? But like, like what, what would your perfect world be? Because I think mm-hmm. if we can, if we can, spend a little if time we can visualize the win, yeah. we can figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, I think spending you, you that time to mean? figure that out is really the because challenge. Because when I see our our path, there's a difference between the actions that we took when we were grumpy at work and be like, man, fuck this place, versus, okay, what could be? Yeah. Because once you say what could be, you're kind of on the hook for it, and then you got to make it happen. And that's when we started making things happen. Right. And when we've been in complaining zones, it's not incredibly productive. No, you always get stuck at some you're point when you're in complaining zone. Well, you just, yeah, yeah, it's just you start, it's okay you to kind of start bit, down but... the road for a little bit, but then the complaining like blocks you from being open and creative a little bit. Yeah, it's like that positive vision of the future is really mm-hmm. what can help create action. Yeah, in my experience. Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.